Yesterday, we got back from a conference, which meant we needed to take our big dogs, Rex and Stella, to the kennel. It was a new place for them, so we were a little bit more concerned about how they were doing. Don't worry. I did call to check on them, and they seemed to be doing just fine. When we returned, we went to pick them up. I knew it was really important to pay in advance of getting them, because once we got them, they would be pretty excited. Here's what typically happens. We greet them, and they are jumping up and down, ecstatic to see us. They're literally crying. Mewling, I think, is the right term. They are so excited to see us, and they know that this means that they're going home. So we put their leashes on them, and we get yanked around. We struggle because they are so strong. They're not really interested in the grass that has been sprinkled with all those amazing scents that dogs are typically drawn to. Nope. They are dead set on hopping up in the car. Well, here's the thing. (laughs) Our dogs like cookie bones, and one of them, maybe he likes them a little too much. So he's got a little extra weight on him. Hey, we're working on that. We actually need to lift him up to get him into the back of the SUV so he doesn't hurt his hind legs. He's currently 106.9 pounds of golden retriever. And this is actually really good because we've gotten him down from 117. Our goal is actually to get him in double digits, to get him to 99. That would be a good weight for him because he really is a large-sized dog. Anyway, back to the point. We need to lift this guy up in the back of the SUV. Stella, She's a chocolate lab, and if you know anything about chocolate labs, their energy level is off the charts even though she's eight years old. She's ready to rumble, and she can jump up there without any trouble. So she jumped in there, and Rex saw that and thought, I am not being left behind at this kennel. I'm going to jump in the back of the SUV too. Well, remember, the thing is, I was attached at the end of the leash. He knocked me down ran across me, dug his nice dew claw into my arm. I scraped up my elbow, scraped up my ankle, and just stood there, well, laid there, actually, on the pavement, in shock. (laughs) He still couldn't get in the back of the SUV because he's just too big. So I picked myself up off the concrete, brushed myself off, shook my head at my husband, and we heaved hoed Rex into the back of the SUV. Now, I want to share with you that my old self may have had some vocalizing words to express how I was feeling at that time. But through the power of sanctification, you know, the gift and the challenge, I am growing in this area. Here's what today's episode is all about. Understanding that we are in a spiritual battle and we have a decision to make in this war. Are we going to fight or are we going to sit it out? Bill and I invite you to fight. And the best weapon that you have is the weapon of prayer. Welcome to mission number 007 of Step Family Mission Possible. All right, let's get this mission started. Hey there, you're listening to Step Family Mission Possible, the podcast for step families with a focus on step family couples building their legacy together. We know that blending families is hard, and your hosts... Me, Jen Rogers, along with my husband, Bill, are determined to make it easier. It's time to turn Step Family Chaos into Step Family Mission Possible together, so you can stop feeling that pit in your stomach on Transition Day and start celebrating all the reasons why you are exactly in the right place right now. 
All right. One week ago, I was really excited about Mission 007 because we were having fun with the zero zeros in front of the missions. Welcome to mission number seven, where we're talking about prayer today. Yeah, and, and that's the perfect number. So what a perfect way to introduce that number with prayer. What better activity is there for the family? It is the best activity, but it's not often the one that we think of. No, it was interesting. Last night, we were talking to a group at our church, and we said that we often get to that place. We go, oh, all you can do now is pray. And yet that is the most powerful weapon that we have. Hey, let's go back and revisit six missions that have come before this. And as a recap, it really starts out with celebrating who you are as a family and recognizing your step family heritage. That's right. God puts you together and you are together for a purpose. That's right. And that's why it's so important for mission number two, that you make a decision that you will prevent re-divorce and not just your divorce, Mm. but generational divorce. Yeah, that's so important. Generational and also your community because this is really an epidemic in our land where we throw this word pandemic all over the place, but divorce really is a pandemic. It's something that has just infiltrated the church, especially, and um, and we got to put a stop to it if we're going to be good Christian stewards. And the way that we do that is we get smarter together when we Mm -hmm. identify those things that God places on our hearts, and we call them goals here, Mm -hmm. and we put them in a smarter framework so that we can begin to make a difference. We mentioned the Smarter Goal System. You can go back to Mission 003 podcast and listen to that, and it would be worth your while if you did not get to listen to that the first time. I think these are going to be very helpful for you in structuring your family to be successful. Right. That's where it's important that you combat resistance, and resistance Mm. comes in many forms. You know that I've said that another word for resistance could be Satan. (laughs) And it is. And, And we talk about that. If you are serving God, and I hope we all are, really we're wasting our time if we're not, if I can be candid. When you're serving God, you have a target on your back. We're going to talk a little about that today, but just to remind you, combating resistance means action. It does. It definitely does mean action. That's where we talked about what not to do Mm -hmm. in that mission. And then mission number five, we recognize that Mm -hmm. step families begin with some hurt, sometimes Mm -hmm. with a lot of hurt. And it's not centered in one person. It's each individual is bringing their hurt, which is adding a heap of hurt. (laughs) And so we invite you to lean into that hurt so that you can navigate through it and move beyond the grief and move into the greatness that God has for your stepfamily. Yeah, God's not surprised by anything you've gone through. In fact, he planned for it. And that might sound blasphemous, but it's not. God is in control of everything, and there's nothing he doesn't know. So we can lean into that because that's truly a wonderful thing. That's right. And we are reminded in Scripture that there is no temptation that is placed before us that God does not provide a way out for. So there definitely is a way out. And that's why it's so important that as we practice these missions, this is not one and done. This is an ongoing practicing in becoming the amazing step family that God has called you to steward. Mm -hmm. And that is going to require 
some forgiveness. And that's what we talked about last week. Yeah, and it's important because today we're going to talk about prayer. And it's important that we understand Jesus laid down the law when it comes to asking the Father for anything. He basically said, the Father will treat you like you've treated other people. God is into obedience. I mean, I, kn- I think we know this, but forgiveness is one of those commands. Jesus doesn't say, hey, if you think about it, if, if you feel like it, forgive. No, that's a command. Forgive as God forgives you. Mm-hmm. And God will forgive you in- to the extent that you forgive others. That's huge. That's why we're called to leave our gift at the altar. Mm -hmm. So before we worship the Lord, when we have resentment on our Mm -hmm. heart, we need to ditch the resentment and then come back and offer up our gifts in worship. Okay, that takes us to today's topic. So we said it's about prayer, but we first got to talk about why we need prayer. Jesus put it this way. He said, I am the vine. You are the branches. If a person abides in me, they will bear much fruit. And I assume that's what we all want to do in our step families. We want to bear much fruit and be successful in what we're doing. And then he said this, apart from me, that is apart from the vine, you can do nothing. Nothing. That's right. That's right. So we definitely want to do something. We are all about massive action here on Step Family Mission Possible. So we are going to encourage you to join us and take massive action as we talk about spiritual warfare and the spiritual battlefield. What's really going on? So when we're angry or frustrated or annoyed or we want to throw in the towel and say, I'm done, a classic phrase, I'm Mm -hmm. done, uh, we have to understand that it's not really about that person who's standing in front of us, Mm -hmm. that there's more going on behind the scenes. And that's what we want to talk about today, that the reason that you need prayer is that spiritual warfare is real and ongoing. And the purpose for your life is to have a relationship with God. A lot of us, we've been told that, we've heard that in church, but the problem that we have in the church today is that we have compartmentalized our lives. We say, today is church day, and tomorrow is work day, and and we're going to separate those things, and we can't do that anymore. Because the bottom line is, Satan works 24-7 on destroying you. That's right. And he's got those nasty minions that like to help him for some strange Mm -hmm. reason. They are hell-bent on your destruction. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a good word. But you have weapons that you have available to you 24-7. The problem is we don't use them. Now, one of those weapons we talk about is prayer. Let's talk about what prayer really is. Okay. What is it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Is it the two folded hands in your Facebook uh, feed? Someone says, please pray for me. And we send these little Facebook things and, and saying, sending prayers. How are we sending them? We're sending them over the waves. Hey, prayer is spiritual. And I I think that is also an area to mention that we like the things that we can see. We're very much Thomas-like, that we want to touch Mm -hmm. and see and feel. That's what makes it real. And yet spiritual warfare, there are things going on in the heavenlies that we cannot see, but that does not mean that we cannot feel the impact of them. So when we are sending prayers, 
I think the point here is, are you actually stopping Mm -hmm. and offering up prayer for the person that you're sharing? I'm praying for you. Yeah, because prayer at its heart is your relationship with God. Now understand, that's why Jesus died on the cross. He died on the cross to forgive us of our sins because our sins were holding us back from a relationship with God. And after he died, you'll remember the temple curtain tore in two from top to bottom, meaning God tore it. He said, there's no more division between you and him. So now we can come into the presence of Almighty God, but yet so many of us don't. You and I just came back from a conference where we are all fired up. It was the Liberty Pastors Black Robe Regiment. And in that, during that time frame, we were reminded of how important it is to be unified. Mm-hmm. And if we're wondering why things are so chaotic in the world today, I believe it has a lot to do with what's happening in our families. That when we can't get it right, when we can't get along in our families, how is it that we could extrapolate that and say, it's okay if we don't get along in our families, but the world, we're going to figure out how to get along in the world. Mm. So it's really important that we start at the beginning. We start with us and what is in our control. We know that there's so much that's not in our control, but what is in our control is that decision to prevent redivorce and to have action steps that align with that decision. And one of those is recognizing spiritual battles are occurring and deciding to pray and uh, not just on Sundays. No, and, and, and I would commend to you the first great act as we talk about what do we need to do in order to put prayer into focus. The first great thing is I would ask you this, are you spending time alone with Jesus Christ? Are you getting away, opening your Bible and letting the Lord speak to your heart? Because if you're having issues in your family and you're not doing that, well, that's step one. Uh, Again, apart from me, Jesus said, you can do nothing. So if you expect to somehow heal your stepfamily and get rid of all the hurts that you've had and put things on the right track without Jesus, you can't. Mm -hmm. It's just temporary, for sure. It's important when we are spending time alone with the Lord that we are actively listening to what he has for us. And I'll mention again, I've been reading this book. I'm almost done with this book now, Stormy Omartian, where it is the power of praise. And just understanding that when we go to the Lord and we say, oh, please fix this and please fix that. It's not that the Lord doesn't want to help us in those areas. However, he would like us to acknowledge his sovereignty and his majesty Mm -hmm. and offer up thanksgiving that despite whatever the temptation is or despite whatever the spiritual battle is that you are experiencing right now, God's holiness is unchanging. God's justice is real. The arm of the Lord is not too short to assist you in the challenges that you may Mm -hmm. be experiencing in your families. Yeah, Paul, the apostle, told us in Philippians 4, he said, hey, don't worry about anything, but in everything, make your requests known to God, and then 
when you do that, it says, and then his peace, which passes all understanding, will, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. But see, Paul assumes, I guess, when you pray, see, why do we pray? We pray because we want to get the map. We want God to give us some direction in our lives. Now, maybe there, certainly I hope there are times, as you mentioned, we praise him, we thank him, we honor him. Those aren't things, we're not requesting things for ourselves there. We're just acknowledging his greatness. And that's what you do in a relationship, especially with a relationship with the king of the universe. Mm -hmm. But we do go to him and say, Lord God, I have this situation. I don't know how to deal with it. So we're going to get a divine download. That's what I like to call it. God is going to give us some action steps. And here is the key. When he does. You have to move. You have to obey. You must respond. Right. And if we don't obey, if we're not willing to obey, then the downloads are going to stop. Because God's going to say, well, I gave you that one over there. You haven't acted on that yet. So I guess I'm just going to wait till you do. It's kind of like flunking kindergarten. Hmm. You got to go back. <laughs> if you don't know your colors, you got to go back. <laughs> yeah. When you're focusing, when you're in that time with the Lord, you, you really want to have a heart that says, God, whatever you say, I'm going to do. Hmm. That's a little bit yeah. scary. Mm. That is a little bit yeah. scary because we know that God will challenge us when we open up our hearts like that. And yet that's indeed what we're asking you to do, what we're inviting you to do. Yeah. And the second thing we want to talk about, when you have focused on your time with God, now focus on time with God together with your spouse and as a family. It's so key. Ask yourself these questions. Do I pray over my spouse? Do I pray for my spouse? Do I pray with my spouse? Do I pray over? Do I pray for? Do I pray with my spouse? That is where the power is for mm -hmm. you to create change through the power of Jesus. When you are attached to the vine, mm -hmm. Jesus will give you what you need so yeah. you can move from where you are to where he's calling you to be. That's so good. The truth is this, we are all selfish people at heart. And I would dare say, I mean, we see so much meism around us. And yet, when you are praying over, for, and with your spouse, guess what? You're making it about them, not about you. And that changes you. Huh. It changes you. You start really get caring about your spouse. And by the way, we do this with our children. How do we build kingdom families? One prayer at a time. One prayer. I love that. One prayer at a time. We don't all of a sudden, you know, say, well, let's all go obey God. It takes time. We build that. We go to church together. It, look, church is one hour or an hour and a half or whatever it is a week. And then you're going to face the onslaught. You can't do that. It won't work. What would you say to someone who is struggling with praying that uh, oftentimes I hear, I don't really know how to mm -hmm. pray mm -hmm. or I'm uncomfortable yeah. praying. Yeah. And you can pray in your heart. You, when you direct your thoughts to God, he hears you. Okay. When you direct your thoughts to him, he hears you. And I, I want you to consider the prayer of Jehoshaphat. 
Jehoshaphat was facing a huge army, and he didn't have that big of an army. And it was an enormous army. He said, Lord, what are we going to do? And he went to the Lord in prayer, and he said this. He said, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. That's the prayer. Lord God, I've seen people who were unsaved say, Lord God, if you're real, show me. You know, if you're genuine in your heart and you're praying that to God, he's going he's gonna to answer that prayer. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the classic example of riding a bicycle or driving a car. When we first start out, look, I know you may be groaning right now. Oh, gosh, not this, but... It's this. It's so true. You didn't know how to ride a bicycle before you got on and fell off numerous times. Mm -hmm. You didn't know how to drive a car until you got yelled at enough by your parent on how you're supposed to drive that car. So that is how you learn. You learn through practice. Mm -hmm. And if you are at a complete loss on how or what to pray, open up your Bibles to the Psalms Mm, and just start reading the Psalms, offer them up as prayer and praise to God. And you will learn about who God is just by reading the Psalms. It doesn't matter which one you choose. You've got 150 of them. And I am confident that in any one of those, that will begin to teach you how to pray. Mm. So it first starts with a decision that I'm going to do something different. And then it starts with creating time in your schedule to make that decision have legs. Mm -hmm. And then it's the follow through Mm -hmm. that I'm going to do this thing that I've decided to do. We know that where your focus goes, your energy flows. And if you are focusing on the Lord, who the Lord is, that is where your energy is going to go. That's where your spiritual energy is going to go. That's where God is going to respond to you about the spiritual warfare that you're battling right now. Yeah, and and that is really step three, and we'll go back over these. But step three is you've got to know that you're in a spiritual battle, right? So Ephesians chapter six tells us to put on the full armor of God. Now, I would commend you to go read that. Ephesians Ephesians chapter 6. It's really a very good, concise conversation from the Apostle Paul about what we're facing. Mm -hmm. And he tells us there, he does tell us, our battle is not against people. It's not against flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. It is against powers. In other words, you're not fighting your spouse. You're not fighting your ex. You're not, or his ex, or her ex, whatever it is. You're not fighting them. You're fighting the devil. We need to understand that. We are fighting the devil and his demons. We're fighting the powers that oppose God. And if the the powers oppose God, guess what? If you're a believer, (laughs) they oppose you as well. All right, your mission for mission number 007. Mm -hmm. Focused time between you and Jesus. Committed to pray together. With your spouse, over your spouse, for your spouse, we said. And committed, go ahead and read Ephesians 6 and get committed to the spiritual battle. That's your mission. All right. I pray that you choose to accept it so that you can draw near to Christ Jesus. And so you can begin to experience real life change in your families. Go get them. Go get them. See you next week. 
So how's it going? Mission number seven. You guys, this is amazing. Seven weeks in a row. Hey, if you're just getting started, no worries. Go back to mission number one. All the links are in the show notes and begin at the very beginning. Your love affair is too important to leave on the battlefield. So armor up friends and join us in the Facebook group to get the support that you need, including prayer for one another. All right, God bless you.